but the life expectancy now of HIV positive people is quite long. I mean, it's over oh, yeah. 65, oh, right? So, um, I think there's a, a few recent studies that show that um, HIV infected people that are on antiretroviral drugs typically have a longer lifespan than people who are more negative. Exactly. Yeah. with Tuli where we connect science to the people because apparently scientists are boring, out of touch and apparently we just don't know what they do. So in this podcast I host scientists and engineers and they talk about it. I talk to them about what they do, why they're doing it, what kind of research they're into and then we also get into a little bit of who they are. And today I'm very excited because I have with me my colleague that I work with in the lab, Dr. Adrian Basson, but we just like to call him Adri. Hello, Adri. Hi, Judy. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. And um, I really am excited to um, get into HIV drug resistance because I think a lot of people know about HIV because it's so prevalent in Africa, especially oh, no. Sub-Saharan Sub Africa. No. But I think there are, there's quite a lot that people don't know about HIV, you know. Mm. But before we get into it, where are you from, Audrey? Um, so I grew up in a town called Standerton, so it's in Pumalanga. Uh, born raised there, and then um, I moved to Joburg when I came to live to study. Yeah. And I've been in Joburg since then, so... Yeah. And you've settled now in Joburg. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind living to the sea sometimes, so at yeah. the time, but I'm in Joburg. I can't see myself living in a small town again. <laughs> I'm from, I'm from um, the coast um, and I really do miss the ocean, especially on hot days like today. I yeah. But then you settled in, did you like just start working on HIV from the beginning when you moved here? Um, no, so obviously you know, I did my first, my first three years uh, due to my BSc. I got my BSc in biochemistry and chemistry. Mm. Um, but then biochemistry is what actually got me excited because uh, chemistry itself was a bit too kind of sterile for me. And nerdy too. Biology, a more nerdy. maybe. <laughs> um, and biology was I didn't like drawing fish and stuff like that. And then biochemistry was something in between, right? Yeah. Um, so then I, from there on, I just did my honours in biochemistry, my masters in biochemistry, and then I finished my PhD in biochemistry. Um, but my master's was based on plant, plant, plants, uh, plant defense mechanisms. Yeah. Um, and then... What were, you, what were you looking at in plants? So, basically looking at plant defense mechanisms. Oh, um, defenses. Oh, and, I see. Yeah, and you know, if certain chemicals can actually trigger certain plant defense mechanisms. Okay. And you know, because obviously the idea is to kind of make plants resistant mm. to droughts mm. and just diseases and stuff like that. So, if there is some stuff we can you know give to the plants mm. to kind of make them more resistant more resistant okay and then so audrey you then get into hiv work and then you find yourself where you are now 
uh, where you're confronted by me all the time <laughs> in the lab. Um, but then what? Let's 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 talk a little bit about. I know people know what HIV is, mm. but let's go into it. Um, very quick, uh, uh, fact-based uh, question. So, what is HIV? So HIV is a retrovirus, um, it's a very specific kind of virus um, that um, infects basically the immune system cells that actually control the, hum the uh, immune system, right? So it's basically having a kind of an army mm. and you know your base center with that controls the whole army is actually destroyed. So mm. that's the whole kind of effect of HIV, it actually infects the cells that are supposed to regulate the immune system. Yeah. So, um, HIV infects these cells um, and eventually these cells die. So there's a total dysregulation of the immune system. Um, and then, you know, people that are some of those HIV infected then become susceptible yeah. for uh, infections that the body would usually be able to defend itself against. Because, and that's how AIDS develop. Yeah, because the army that's supposed to protect the country that is my body yes. is dysfunctional. Completely. So now everybody can come in with their yep. bombs. It's mm. a field day. Yep. It's a joy for all yep. of the germs or viruses, yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay, all parasites that yeah. that exist. Okay, so then people are immunocompromised, and then they. But the life expectancy now of HIV positive people is quite long. I mean, it's over oh, yeah. sixty five, oh, right? So um, I think there's a a few recent studies that show that um, HIV infected people that are on antiretroviral drugs. Mm -hmm typically have a longer lifespan than people who are, are who are negative. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, even if someone that's HIV infected is on antiretroviral drugs with a fully suppressive regimen, um, there will always be immune dysregularity going on. What do we mean by um, suppressed, um, uh, virally suppressed? Okay, so the purpose of uh, antiretroviral therapy mm -hmm. It's completely suppressed the amount of virus replicating in your body. So that means that they can't detect the virus in your blood at all. Mm. Right, so that is the purpose of art. And it's usually a combination of three or more uh, different antiretroviral drugs for that. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so people who are on a uh, specific um, art or uh, antiretroviral therapy um, regimen and they are taking it consistently, um, are then able to suppress the virus that's in their blood so that there's no blood at all that's circulating. I mean, no HIV no at virus, all, no yeah, virus at all that's blood. circulating. So where's, where does the virus go? Because the person's still positive, right? That's true. Um, and I mean, that's also where there's another study that I'm involved in that actually look at HIV reservoirs. So we know that antiretroviral drugs can pretty suppress viremia in the blood. Mm -hmm. But the moment we you know, the person stops And by viremia, we mean the amount of virus that's in the bloodstream. Exactly, okay. exactly. And the moment we take, uh, the, if the person goes off of antiretroviral drugs, the virus comes back. Mm. So that means that the virus must hide Either in certain way. places in the body. So what we're trying to do is to look in different anatomical parts of the body, so the liver, the lungs, the kidneys, the spleens, and so forth, to see if there's any places where this virus kind of Hives, right. called sanctuary sites, and it's then and, and and in those sites the the virus is not not active, right? It's like it's like hide and go seek, and you, and you go hide behind the curtain curtain, and no one comes to find you, and you fall asleep. 
No, actually the studies have shown that there's actually low-level replication going on. No! Even in the presence of a fully suppressive arteriotomy. I didn't know that. I, I, I genuinely thought that in the reservoir sites there was no replication oh, taking yeah, place no. at all. Definitely. So the thing is, you know, the body is a, is a big place for all the antiviral drugs to go to. Right. So there's certain parts of the body that, has, that is slightly less penetrable to the antiviral drugs than other parts. So even though the person is on a fully suppressive regimen, maybe in the liver there might be less drug in there which will allow the virus to replicate there. Right? The other thing is also cells that are already infected or could also divide. And every time they divide, they take the viruses to run with them. So they can by themselves also make virus. Okay, um, alright, so um, this uh, antiretroviral therapy, you speak about specific regimens. Let, let's, talk, let's talk about the, that, that treatment, right? right? That a person is inf infected, they present, and then they get given a specific regimen. Mm. What, what regimen is that? So we've got, um, well, firstly, there's several classes, about five to six classes of, of, of antiretroviral drugs. And these drugs are classified according to which stage in the HIV replication cycle they inhibit. Right. Okay. So when we speak about um, replication cycle, we're, we're almost saying how, how HIV or how the virus itself multiplies in the body. Correctly, right? correctly. So mm -hmm. there are different uh, phases and steps that it takes to grow and multiply in the body. And when you say that these different classes of antiretroviral therapy um, interferes with those steps of exactly. growth and replication and multiplying in the body. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, um, so when we started, when they started giving HIV infected people antiretroviral drugs, mm -hmm. right? There were limited options. There was only one drug available, and that's azithromycin, uh, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they saw that there was a reduction in the viral load in the blood, mm -hmm. right? But it didn't last long. Mm. Then the virus came back to full force. So that was the first sign of actually drug resistance developing. Then the type 2 drug. What is drug resistance? Sorry, Audrey. What's so, drug resistance? So, drug resistance means that the virus is able to grow in the presence of antiretroviral drugs. So, it almost means that the antiretroviral drugs are not working? It doesn't work anymore. Ah. It doesn't okay. work anymore. Right? Okay. So, um, so, then they tried a combination of two different drugs. And there was even better suppression of the viral load, but mm. that lasted a bit longer, but once again the virus came, came back. back. And then they realized they actually need to formulate antiretroviral drugs, a regimen that consists of at least three different drugs mm. that target at least two different stages in the virus replication cycle. Uh -huh. So it's called combination art. In the early in the early years we called it highly active antiretroviral therapy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then how how do we determine um, what regimen? Because because there's a, quite a lot of ARV drugs oh, yeah, no, that are FDA approved, oh, yeah. right? There's plenty. There's plenty. Yeah, there's quite a lot of them. So how do we how do we decide which three to give someone? Okay, so yeah, unfortunately, cost plays a major role. Mm. Um, obviously, we would we would want to give the most potent drug to the person when they are just. Diagnosed as HIV post, uh, as HIV being HIV positive, because that's the time where a person has quite a high very high viral, viral load. load, and usually depending on you know how long they've been infected, they will come with a very low CD4 count, which means mm. they are almost progressing into AIDS if they're not already in AIDS. 
and the low CD4 count is the specific cells that that the virus infects, yeah, right? Yeah, the command center. The command the center, that those are the CD4 cells. Exactly. So when we say CD4 count, we're talking about the actual number of these control centers that are now there. Yes, you know, and exactly. the lower the number, typically the higher the viral load. Not necessarily. Um, no. Um, I mean, so when, oh, just soon after you get infected, the viral kind of, the virus reaches a, okay, the set so, point. Uh, um, so it kind of replicates at a constant rate, but the CD4 T cells keep on declining slowly but surely until mm -hmm. um, they get around about 200 cells per mole, and then you classify it actually as having AIDS. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. That and in combination with certain AIDS defining illnesses, okay. infections. What are, what are those infections? So those are called opportunistic infections. Yeah. Uh, so those are usually pathogens that the body would usually, if you have a functional immune system, the body would be able to defend to itself them, yeah. against it. But once your immune system starts failing you, the body becomes, you know, an open ground. Yeah, like your month. pneumonias, your pneumonias, TB. TB is a big problem, especially in South Africa, yeah. and there's a high um, co-infection rate between HIV and TB. TB, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, we were talking about um, how we determine which three drugs to exactly. give a person, okay. and you were saying that uh, there's a cost factor exactly. um, in in, mo in in most in most of Africa, and particularly Sub-Saharan Africa, where we're affected the exactly. most, right? Exactly. So what you'll find usually the most potent drugs are the most expensive ones, mm. right? So um, things have changed in the liberal policy or so, but how it would have worked or how it worked in the past is people would receive. Um, a combination of drugs and all target the reverse inscriptase enzyme. Yeah. And these drugs were usually quite cheapish to make. The only problem is they had um sorry <clears throat> the virus developed resistance very quickly against those drugs. Okay. Okay. And also I just have to say that if someone takes the antiretroviral viral drugs consistently, the chances of them of the virus developing drug resistance is minimal. Mm. But you know if you have to take drugs two, three times a day for the rest of your life, life you're yeah. going to get tired. So Compliance. people are going to struggle to take their pills, they're going to start not taking it as often as they should or, you know, completely stop at all. Yeah, because they this, feel better, then they feel like they don't need to take exactly, the pills anymore. Exactly, yeah. and then when that happens, it means that the, the amount of drug in the body is less. So okay. it's, the virus can then easily, over, easily overcome the level of drug and the suppression. And that's how drug resistance develops. And unfortunately, if drug resistance develops, the drug doesn't work anymore. And the more worrisome thing is some of these mutations can actually cause resistance to other drugs. So mutations in the virus. So virus mutates. Yes, okay. the virus mutates, not the cells of the infected yeah. person, the virus the specifically virus mutates. mutates. And by mutate, we mean it sort of um, changes. It changes. It so changes. it can actually grow in the presence of drug. It can grow and change in the presence of drugs, exactly. and then that breeds or yields resistance, right? Yes. So, what in the lab are you doing about it? Okay, so um, I specialize um, in a specific uh, branch of drug resistance. So, typically, when uh, someone is failing a regimen and they are apparently compliant, what they'll do is they take their blood, mm. they'll isolate the viral RNA from there. They amplify out, make more of the gene for that specific portion of the virus, 
and then look for mutations in there. So this is called genotypic drug resistance screening, right? So it's genes, so, so the genes. So essentially, um, what you're <coughs> saying is, um, I present at the at the to my doctor or at the clinic or at the hospital, and I can tell that maybe I'm getting more sick, and I am on ARVs, and I and I'm telling you I'm compliant, and I take them all the time, and then you say, well. Let's then isolate the virus, but let's take a specific portion of the virus, the genetic material of the virus itself, and let's have a look at it. Exactly. Right? So you're mapping out the, the genes. The genes of the virus, exactly. The look if the there's virus. mutations that we know cause drug resistance. So there are specific changes in the virus, the mutations, which we already know from previous studies, exactly. um, will be in the virus or will emerge in the virus in, in the event that there's resistance. So exactly. we know that this change means resistance. Yes, and we also know which uh -huh. change causes resistance to which antiretroviral drug. Oh, that's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So knowing that, then we can modify the regimen to get in a drug to which the virus is not resistant. Not resistant. All right. So, Audrey, you're doing all of these um, experiments in the lab and how how does it really affect the person on, on the streets that's posit that's HIV positive, is on ARV drugs, but they seem to be getting sick and they actually don't know that they have drug resistance, right? So what what how then does your your research help the everyday person who's infected with HIV? Okay, Julie, so um, unfortunately phenotypic drug resistance is not something that you can order. You can't send someone's uh, blood away for a phenotypic drug resistance test, right? So it's only expensive? Very expensive and it takes long. So a normal typical genotypic drug resistance test can take you about a week to get results. Sure. Right. So the phenotypic will probably take you about a month. Yeah. Right, so it takes longer, it's much more expensive. There's only one country in the world that actually does that, one company in the world that does that yeah. and that's one monogram in the US. Okay. It actually tests samples specifically for reporting on phenotypic drug resistance testing. Yeah. Um, and usually genotypic drug resistance testing is sufficient, but sometimes you'll find that there might be mutations that we don't know of that yeah. causes resistance that normal genotypic testing won't pick up, but that the phenotypic drug resistance testing will pick up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not actually doing more research uh, in, you know, novel mutations or novel drugs um, to see how that will actually affect a virus, maybe even resistant virus, you know, will drug resistant virus be susceptible to new drugs yeah. for which we don't know what mutations they, you know, cause resistance. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah, building on the future, building, yeah. you know, to the prospects of new drugs for new treatment regimes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I get that, I get that completely. I think what you, what Audrey is pretty much articulating is the importance of understanding your enemy. And I know um, there were times during this COVID uh, pandemic where um, South Africa was being hailed for growing COVID and everybody in the public was panicking, saying, why are they growing this virus? They're the ones putting it in the people. But I think what, what Audrey is doing and the research that he's doing is to ensure that we understand this enemy that is HIV. We're able to almost um, stay ahead of it as much as we can by making sure that we understand its behavior, understand what it looks like, so that we're able to inform or better inform uh, future treatments, 
um, as well as just the general health of people where HIV is concerned. And that's um, our segment of Let's Talk Science today and we were talking HIV drug resistance with Audrey. I'll see you after this for hashtag Beyond Science.